Welcome to This Biz Life, the podcast that uncovers the heart of entrepreneurs through their story. I'm your host, Lizzie McCauley, a copywriter and copy coach with a massive soft spot for small business owners and entrepreneurs. I truly believe that storytelling is at the core of building any business and that our unique story is our marketing superpower. Each episode, I'll introduce you to a new business owning legend brave enough to share their story. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be inspired to share yours too. Ready to roll? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of This Biz Life. I am your very enthusiastic host, Lizzie McCauley. I am a copywriter and copy coach for small business owners and entrepreneurs who love turning their words into money. How fabulous is that? And I have an even more fabulous person joining me today, the amazing Chantal Vanderhagen. Uh, she is an intuitive psychotherapist and Reiki master who appreciates walking alongside women willing to take the courageous steps to become confidently themselves after experiencing a life-changing experience. Oh my goodness. She loves connecting the threads of their life, supporting them to create their own beautiful and unique tapestry from what has brought them to where they are now from where they are now to where they want to be. Oh, my goodness, Chantal. Hello. Hi. Hi, Lizzie. Ah. What, a wonderful, what a wonderful introduction. And it's so interesting hearing it back to yourself. Now, once upon a time, this, I suppose this has become about the conversation, I would have been so embarrassed and ashamed to hear that and mortified, you know. <laughs> what, a compliment? Or, or like just yeah. the facts more to the point. That's not even a compliment. That's just what you do and who you do it for and why it's great. <laughs> no, I know, way. and that's the whole irony of of this, what we're going to be talking about. You sure, know? absolutely. Mm. So you know, you've come a long way, baby. That's that's kind of the point, isn't it? That uh, we we get this opportunity to reflect, um, because we did sort of have a little chat just before we started recording, and so I've kind of briefed you on exactly how things are going to play out. We're going to go through a series of five questions, and they're going to be probably. Simple on the surface, but take a little bit of digging into your soft, vulnerable spots underneath, which is kind of the fun bit, right? And that is so much of what I love about what I do is that I help people to share that without feeling any kind of fear or vulnerability. It's just, this is just me. This is what I like. This is who I am. If you don't like it, that's a you problem. You're right. That, that coming back, that is a you problem, unless and I've only learned to or over the years to get to that point. Because when you've had childhood trauma and never believed in yourself, constantly being put down, that is easy to say, but very hard to do and very hard to actually believe and and act on. So yeah. coming back to when you did that interaction, inter, inter, uh, introduction, yes, I mean, I know I wrote, it took me a long time to get to those words mm. and to feel really confident putting it out there. And, you know, and this is, this is who I am. Like you said, mm. this is who you are. Mm. And this is what, like with you, I want women to feel it, it's okay for me to be me. Yes. That, that's the only thing that matters is that, yes. you know, like this skin that we wear, we feel comfortable in it and, and confident to embody it to like the complete fullest, most enthusiastic degree. I think that's exactly what I've built my business around is, is essentially encouraging people to do that more and more with every passing day. So I'm glad that you and I are on the same page and that we are talking the same 
fabulous language. I think this is going to be a great chat. Okay. Shall we dive in, Chantal? Absolutely. Let's, all right. Let's start with the first question, the softball of the, of the piece. What's your story, Chantal? Oh, my goodness. It's like, where do you start? I'm particularly got a few <laughs> years under your belt, like a few decades. Where do you start? I think I'd like to start going backwards as well to be who I am now and how I got here. So a woman of 60 who turned 60 just a couple of months, or just last month, and um, really honouring who she is. Because you do, over periods of time, you, we lose the sense of who we are. We don't honour the different stages of our life. Yeah. And I look back now, and I never honoured that because of the childhood I had, because of the society we live in. Plus, I'm a woman without children, and, of course, now I'll be a grandmother without grandchildren. So that brings up all sorts of questions of who am I? What is my role in this life? You know, can I be a mother? Am I mothering? You know, because people say, yes, you are, but that's platitudes. If you don't feel that within, sure. you know, you don't know that. Sure. So I'm really honouring the fact that I'm now, they call it the Marga woman, going into being a hag or the crone. And I really want to own that, that we as women no longer fear getting older, right. that we start to respect the elder, eld, elderly or elder, become an elder, because that's where you're going to be anyhow, no matter what stage you are in your life. Yes. So looking back on my life, I um, unfortunately was born into a violent home. Right. And it was alcohol-fueled anger, and I lived under, well, we did as a family, but I'll talk for myself, of course. Sure. I lived under a lot of fear practically all my life. Mm. I I was functional. I had had therapy. I, I, I led a good life because we, we lived in different countries. I spoke different languages. So I was still able to lead a really good life despite a lot of insecurities and things like that. But I didn't realise to what extent that was still lying within my body. So I had two big incidences that changed my life. One initially was my father's death nearly 24 years ago. It was unexpected. Mm. And when he was alive, I wanted him dead. Then when he died, I wanted him alive. Wow. <laughs> you know, the poor man couldn't win. Anyway. Couldn't win. <laughs> So, you know, and now 24 years later, I've done so much work on and, and spirituality and intuition. So this is, again, what I want people to come back in to listen to that. And we've reconciled on that spiritual level, which I never thought was going to be possible. Because, right. of course, when he died, it triggered everything. We're looking back now, because at that time we didn't know so much about PDST sure. and there wasn't so much information around. It was deep grief. Yes. But actually it wasn't. It was actually PDST. Gotcha. So I was living with these symptoms until I had a car accident 10 years later. So I took a long time to recover because I never had the chance to say goodbye because he died unexpectedly. He died in a hotel room in Germany. We lived here in Australia. He was living in England. My grandma was living in France. So we had this, that's how our family had become was completely, we we're all over the place, all around the world. But what that doesn't mean is that you don't still are not traumatised by your childhood and by your family. Because as they say, the grass is greener on the other side. Well, actually, it's not. No. You, you just keep running. You keep running. Yeah. Right. You keep going. You keep running. You don't look at things. So when he died, as I said, I got a shock. It, it just, it, we don't talk about death. We don't talk about anything like that. We had no concept of what it meant, the paperwork and everything like that. Um, plus, my mum and dad were divorced, and my mum now, I'm going to be a bit mindful of what I say because she's still alive, even though she's old and doesn't have much memory. I didn't realise her narcissism and what was playing out. So only now looking back do I realise there was more than just that. Sure. Anyhow, 
So you think you get through, you carry on with life. I met a really wonderful man, moved from the city because oh, I was such a cafe latte girl, you know, and always, <laughs> you know, sort of what we call here in Perth, Western Australia, the, the Western suburbs, you know, sort of type gal, <laughs> to moved up to the hills. And now I'm 16 years later, I'm this nature loving, you know, not a hip, I just love nature and I will support it anyway. But what mm. I realized was how much that was part of my healing. Right. Yes. Part of my healing. And mm. I've heard this can also come with getting older and also when you've been through trauma. So there's different things there. So I'm living this beautiful home and gorgeous partner and waiting to um, celebrate our second anniversary living in the home on the way home. That's it. My life changed within a second. Gosh. A what Peter Levine calls, I keep quoting him, a benign accident in itself. A guy ran into the back of me, did give me severe whiplash, but oh. it triggered complex PTSD. Gotcha. That is when, so that's 14 years ago now, my life completely and utterly changed. Right. And I was in shock. I didn't understand it. I had a brilliant, brilliant psychologist. Thank God she was trauma educated because we need to know the difference. I'm trauma informed. She's trauma educated. Gotcha. And education means you really deal with people who are right in the middle of that um, intensity. Right. The work that I do when you say trauma-informed and being a uh, psychotherapist counsellor is afterwards. I, I take people into a different space, but that's not yeah. for now. So I had no idea what had happened to me. Right. It took me years with her to work through it because you, if you're not careful, you compare yourself to others. My car accident wasn't serious. Sure. I didn't have all the big injuries, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was internal. Yes, the witch flash was bad, but people didn't see that because I hid that very well at home. But it's what it did to me. That was truly, when my father died, I lost a sense of me, a daughter. Yes. What does it mean? I'm no longer a daughter. Suddenly you are the next in line to die. You know, you become, you hear orphan. Whoa, I hadn't yeah. thought of that. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, as adults, yeah. Yeah, of course. And you don't think I was 36 when dad died. You know, he wasn't meant to die then. You know, so suddenly we are, because we don't talk about death. We have our funerals are very quick and short. You know, just we we hide it all. We don't work through grief. We don't give each other permission to say, this is it, you know. Um, we are, I feel in our world where we are, not a lot of compassion, empathy right. and understanding around people and understanding that what's painful for you might not be for me and vice versa. Sure. Does and that's that something I... Down, sorry, Chantal, is that is that um, we've all become a little too inward facing, do you feel? Like we're just only worried about ourselves and don't take the time to really understand or build like the soft skills like empathy? You think that's part of and it? I think that's a big part of it. I think we are too busy. We are caught up in, I call it the Patrick, um, masculine way of living, of doing, being. We don't take the time to, as you said, to sit down and have those soft skills. We're not taught those soft skills. Sure. Plus it means we could be weak, pathetic, you're too emotional. All those things come into it. Right. Mm, and I think also a lot of us are just too busy surviving in this world. Yes. Yes. So we, we have some work to do at a societal level, uh, a cultural level on uh, <laughs> on being kind of better companions, better humans, better friends, better uh, just community members, all of that by the sounds of it. Yep. I do believe that because what, ha what I learned through all this is, so through my own personal experience and then yes. my own training and yes. with the help of the psychologist because she's now my supervisor, mm. 
in that moment, so this is what I want people to understand, in that moment that something happens, no matter how ordinary that experience is, mm. it's what you bring to that experience. So in my case, for some reason, everything about my life collided in that one moment that wow. young gentleman plowed into me. Mm. All my values, my stories, my history, my everything was in that moment. Wow. Because why did it explode then and not when dad, you know, what was it? Have you mm. answered that question or is that a, an ongoing kind of? Look, I think it'll be always ongoing, but yes, I have answered the question. Wow. It was too really take me into the dark night of the soul, if you want to use that word. I really had to just, I lost everything I knew about myself, good, bad, ugly, everything. And it took me into truly into the unknown. Looking back now, of course, in the meantime, when I was in it, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> you know, at that point in time, it was so dark. But I had, I, we are as human beings, it comes with shock as well and all that. When we get traumatised, we freeze. I could still function. Right. Yeah. I looked like I was, I'd get out of bed, I'd get dressed, I could eat, I'd still attend um, functions because at that point I had a natural skincare range. But deep within, oh, man, was I struggling. Do you think uh, the people around you could tell that you were struggling? Not at all. No, no because I hid it so well. Wow. You'll be surprised how well you hide it. I could... I, I knew how to walk out that door with the facade. That's also how I was brought up. Part of sure. me was that British side where stiff upper lip, mm. had my nice clothes on, lipstick, out the door I'd walk. You know, here I am. Meanwhile, there's this deep, very severe pain sort of travelling exactly. all the way through. That's very interesting. Exactly. And eventually that's got to give though, right? You can't keep that mm -hmm. facade up forever. What, what sort of time frame was it that you sort of kept it all inside before something shifted it's that it was a bit different all I know is that on okay when I look back two years where I was really really intense because a dear friend who's a professor in medicine and a dear friend who's a barrister said to me it takes two years for everything to come up all your different injuries so you know my whole body might so at least I knew that sure I think it took about four years for me to no longer have all those intense headaches migraines wow. violent are just just you know beyond Wow. I think, look, it's taken me a long time because you've got to chip away at it, chip away at it, chip away at it, chip away at it. So it's step by step. So I think that that's what the point was. That's right. Sure. I think when I look back now, because then I stopped therapy for, oh, I don't need that anymore. You know how we do. I'm done. You know, I shouldn't be needing this anymore. You know, that's this right. is what we all say. No, 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 no. Please, please don't. Because you can only do a certain amount on your own. But yeah. I look back now and she explained it to me when I finally went back to her. I created this gap. So the more I pretended I was all right, mm. the more I sunk. And then, boof, yes. I fell in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And then crashed into a depression. And then I had social phobia, agoraphobia, all, all got worse and worse. Um, I got every infection you could think of because my immune system was low. So when I look back now, then I got dengue fever. So like, like, let's like, what else? You know, I get said to the dear Lord, I lost all my faith and trust in anything and everyone. They're like, okay, what else? What else are you going to give me? I wonder mm. how that, you know, now looking back on it, though, you could probably credit that for the amount of strength that you have now as well yes. as having gotten through it. Exactly right. Mm. And thank you for saying that because it's taken me a long time to realise it takes determination. It actually takes strength and courage. Because I used to think I'm not being brave, I'm not being courageous. I say that to people. We are. Yeah. It's not easy to sort of face no. up to, the, to your challenges. You just, I think a lot of us are more inclined and perhaps trained from the way we were brought up is just to ignore and ignore and ignore and hope that it disappears. 
um, that's not generally the the, <laughs> the the most effective route, right? That's exactly right. We are taught that. You see, we're taught not to ask. Mm. We find it hard to receive. Yes. We are meant to be independent, Miss Superwoman. Yes. I mean, that's the most ridiculous label we could ever have, but <laughs> that's just my opinion. Um, so I I had been brought up because of my childhood experience. I was the oldest, but I'd become mm. the adult way too young. Parentified, right? That's what they call it. Something exactly. like parent. Mm -hmm. Yes, parentified. Exactly. That's the word. I was parentified. So I never understood that I was parentified. So I was highly responsible. I was highly capable. You know, all this stuff went deep within. It didn't take a lot to take me over. So, of course, when you're in that space, you put on even a stronger facade because I'm meant to be professional. I'm selling a skincare range. I'm meant to go out there and go, hi, everyone, here I am. Mm -hmm. Who's going to believe in me if I come in with bags under my eyes because I've been up all night in the bathroom with severe pain and on not drugs, but, you know, medication sure. um, to keep me going. And, you know, I felt false mm. because my product was natural. I wanted to be naturally me. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it's so interesting, the contrast, though. And I, and I know that you're treating it lightly, but the, the, yeah. the contrast of, like, what's happening on the inside versus what, what you're representing on the outside are so vastly different. I yeah. think that the, the the image that will stick with me, uh, the, what you described there is the the gap and the broadening gap with every yeah. time you sort of denied it, every time you did that, it tended to get yeah. worse or deeper or whatever. Yep. So fascinating. Yep. I'm here sharing this with you because at last, I have this wonderful sense of joie de vivre, which I never mm. thought I'd have yes. a, a wonderful mostly confidence of course I still have my moments I think we all do Absolutely, yeah. um, but like what you're doing through words you know showing people how to be creative in their life whatever way that might be yes exactly exactly and and I think that's something that's missing a lot from from our our current existence is that we do like as you described we had a lot of do 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 get things done busy 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 and we forget about how joyful it is to be creative and how much fun life can be um if we let it <laughs> too, yeah too serious <laughs> and I love that if we let it but we don't know how because we've created these worlds around us to be safe to be secure, we get caught up in what I call this little box that we are in. Also, we get labeled. So we're meant to be a certain way. Sure. You know, you look at a chug. So I'm learning to create now. I'm learning to have fun to no longer be parentified. <laughs> it's yes. taken me a few years. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, why do I have to look at a tree and see it's green? A child could see it as being purple. Mm. Or why does something have to be that way? Why can't I just have unalterated fun because I can? Amazing. I give you, hereby give you whatever permission you need to go see a purple tree because how much more fun is that, <laughs> you <Exactly>. big rebel? <laughs> it does feel rebellious. You know, it sounds silly. But when you think about it, it does feel, when you've been brought up to be the good girl, which exactly. a lot of us have, yes. you've got to do things a certain way. And particularly I was brought up with my grandma, Australian grandma, or English Australian, very British. We had oh, to, yes. and because we had a certain family name, sure. had to be a certain way, Gosh. you know. P's and Q's and crossed legs and crossed ankles and cup of tea this way, things like that. Whereas my French grandma was the opposite. She was a oh, paysan, yeah. what you'd call, and she was just enjoyed, you know, it was so different. So I've learned to reconcile the two, you know. <laughs> I can't imagine what your two grandmas would have thought of each other as well. I bet they had some very strong but very silent opinions of each other. I'm sure they did. And the sad thing was, <laughs> 
was mom was in France couldn't speak English and the other one was in Australia couldn't speak French oh, <laughs> yeah so yeah I think so I think so but you know you don't know because as I, my grandma got old and after my dad died mm. I got a whole different sense of granny because I was brought up that I was meant to be married at a certain age sure. uh, secretary married children well I did none of that that was my rebellion and I still don't have children mm. um, partnered not married but I'd like to have known what they really did think about their lives mm. That's where they, they went too. Isn't that so odd? I, I really thought, do you know what? I bet these women are formidable in their own spectacular ways and they've been sort of labouring against these um, these cages that are not of their own making potentially and they, they've done the thing, they've done the right thing and I wonder how much of, of the rebellion was inside them though as well underneath it all. I agree with you. And it's something we as young ones don't think to ask, mm. you know, because we just look at the older as going, they never had a life. How on earth they had children? We won't go down that track. You know, we don't want to know. So, mm. yes, I agree with you because young people, unfortunately, because I know I'm the older one, so I can say this, because <laughs> um, I was the young one too, don't realise that because of that, these generations is because we are where we are because of them. Exactly. Yes, it's it's generational, pro- especially for women. You know, like it's 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 slow but definite progress with every generation that passes. Because we look at the one before and go, I don't want to do that. Or maybe two before. In your case, if you're talking about your your grandmothers, you say, well, that's fine for you, but that's not what I want for myself. And when we have that power to choose, that's sort of paving the path for the next one, two, three generations after that. And it's just this spectacular cycle of everybody learning from each other eventually. Um, I don't know. It's interesting anyway. <laughs> it is. But I like what you, I know. I think it's interesting because this is part of also the healing journey. And I think you made a really good point, the power to choose. Because mm-hmm. when you've been traumatized and you have no sense of self, no belief in yourself. So on the surface, you might be putting yourself out there. You yeah. don't realise you have a choice. Mm. You have a choice to make no choice. That's a choice. Gotcha. Because yeah. you can choose to stay in the position because you, you sometimes think, I don't have a choice to get out. Well, that's just you made a choice. Well, that's it. Stay. There's always a choice somewhere. Even if it feels like a deeply unpleasant or impossible choice, it's still a choice. Yes. I understand it's still a that. choice. Yeah. Interesting. So I think coming back to what you said about the healing was mm. I realize now I can choose who I am, what I want to do, how I want to be in this life with respect and honor of society, those around me and myself. Amazing. Yeah. What a neat little package to to sum mm-hmm. that all up in. That's a, such a big experience, but like a sentence and a half and you nailed it, Chantal. <laughs> Thank you. Is that, that just came from somewhere. I'm thinking, oh, where did that come from? Yes. Love it. Divine download. Beautiful. It wasn't, <laughs> that, that definitely was a divine download. <laughs> <laughs> so then... With all of that in mind, I I suspect you've got a really good answer for my next question, which is, what's your greatest triumph? That is, and I was thinking about that, what is my greatest triumph? I think, in a nutshell, to be where I am today. Absolutely. To have made it through, do you think? Yeah, to have made it through, instead of being just, because so many of us still just survive, survive. I, I didn't always like the words survive to thrive, but I'm mm. thriving. But I'm more than that. I'm living. Yes. I'm not just thriving. I'm living. Amazing. That's it. <laughs> it's everything and nothing. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm. It's so beautiful, mm. though, as well. So I think a lot of us kind of, and myself included, like I've noticed recently how quickly 
things are all moving, how quickly time is passing. And and I think there's a little bit of um, passivity, a bit of coasting. There's just like going through the motions and I'm really making a conscious effort not to slow down time because time is what it is, but to, to notice what's happening in my life and actively choose as many elements as possible in the in the hopes that I might catch up with myself and catch up with my <laughs> girls and catch up with my, my family and 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 just sort of recalibrate how I experience the world I think I think it is and I think what I did for me uh, particularly in the last few years when everything you know we went into lockdowns and all that we were lucky yeah. here in WA we didn't go to that extent but it, it pushed me into something I've been wanting to do for a long time was to step into the unknown Mm. And by stepping into the unknown, I mean stepping into a life that how do I unbreak, how do I unbind myself from everything? Gotcha. How do I step into the unknown? Because that's scary stepping into the unknown. Oh, yeah. And to literally unravel, unthread, unbind everything that I knew about me. Mm -hmm. So coming back to what you said, so what that did was is that taught me how to simplify my life, not only in decluttering belongings and materials, but it helped me declutter emotions, which sounds Amazing. odd. People no. I had in my life yes. that I was hanging on to, even family. Mm. Decluttering, looking at my business. What am I doing in my business? What am I doing? I'm off, you know, what am I doing here? Yeah. And because I've simplified so much, I actually have time for me time to experience time to enjoy yes amazing that's the that's yeah. the uh the pinnacle isn't it yes. if you, you sort of can actually enjoy the life that you work so hard to create in the first place is, is yeah. finding ways I think <laughs> we kind of often get to that after we had like the opportunity to enjoy it to the fullest you know and that's it's kind of a waste really isn't it and go, oh no, I'll get to it when I'm in retirement or I'll get to it da 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 exactly. whenever. Yeah. Or when the kids are grown up or when this or when that, you know, right. it'll never come. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's also how our society dictates our list. Do the next thing, do the next thing. We've got to strive to the next thing. I've got this car, I want that car, I've got this house, I want that house. Why? Because <laughs> cars are shiny. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's exactly right. But that's how our society is dictated to, so we can look like we've achieved because that's how materialism yes. is. And I think. My success for me, because it didn't end up financial because I made some terrible mistakes when I was in the worst, which I'm now, you know, having to um, live with and catch up. But what I realised was that we focus on success as being financial, whereas for me success was emotional. Yes. For me success was to be who I am now. Amazing. Absolutely. That's the ultimate success, I think, is. It is is to be happy with or to be satisfied, I suppose, with who you are, where you are, where you got there, all these things, and make peace with it. How beautiful. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Again, sounds simple on the surface, very insightful and complex. All right, then what what is something that surprised you? I'm going to take a big breath in. What surprised me was, (laughs) oh, I've just gone, do I dare even say this? That I, that I love myself. Wonderful. 
Oh, that's uh, not an easy thing to say sometimes. No, and I've just gone goosey, you know. <laughs> yeah, it isn't an easy thing to say. And I love myself. And, of course, there's moments that I don't. So don't. But I love myself. I'm enjoying life. I never thought I could come to this point where I can say that. Mm. Yes, do I still have moments of shame? Yes, can I have moments of anxiety? Yes, can I have moments of, you know, why did I say do that? But you know what? That's no longer dictates my life, determines my determines now I think to myself, and this again, people call it selfish, but we're turning that around. Is does that do I, if I wanted? How does that benefit me? Sure, that's what you need to keep asking yourself. How does this benefit me? And, and relate to your that body. to what? So the question: How does that benefit me? Anything, you, right? If like if you uh, depending on what you are doing, something you don't want to do, or being around something you don't want to be around, or in business having a client that you don't want to have or being told to do something a certain way or, you know, letting go of your um, family history. How does that benefit me? What are my values? So this comes back to you tuning into your body, into your heart, body, soul, whatever. Does that, does, when I, if I do that, does that come from a place of love? Beautiful. It's yeah. a good question. So that's what it is. I love myself enough to be able to say no, even if it's that tugging at you, you know, particularly you've had that relationship with a family or, you know, how they know how to draw you back in. How can you say actually no and stand there despite the guilt, the embarrassment, the shame, I shouldn't be? This is right for me and it's okay for it to be right for me. Beautiful. That's not an easy place to to be at all. I can imagine (laughs) Yeah, that taking a lifetime to get to that place where you can say this is, this is, yeah. This is what is the best thing for me. And I'm okay to choose that, even though it might inconvenience or upset somebody else. Exactly right. And how not to get sucked back in. And that's a lifelong journey. That's a lifelong, you know, it gets easier and easier because there's still going to be moments where you go, oh, there I am again. (laughs) But (laughs) you go, okay, that's just how it is. And you you walk, you know, you can go, okay, that's just how it is. How did I get? So I look at now as a learning because, again, you're creating who you are. So I go, okay, how did I get there again? Okay, it's because perhaps I was tired. They caught me on an off uh, moment or I got caught up. I wasn't thinking right. So you go, okay, that's it, next time. So you just keep you just keep doing this awareness, this mindfulness, you know, just keep Beautiful. being, okay, tuning okay. in. That happened. Why did that happen? How can we avoid it next time just by being more conscious and and not repeating the pattern, I guess, is the thing, right? Exactly exactly it's not repeating the pattern but sometimes some patterns are easy to go others Mm. take literally time and and a lifetime gotcha sorry because we've been doing it for forever is that part of it or embedded in your body tell me more about that well the way i see it is what i'm learning is it's changing your brainwave but it's also in your dna so it's about learning so this is generational stuff too so i had to go deep within my body because that's the other way um, they're now dealing with trauma it's not just mind therapy it's also about felt sense going into the body more yes um, it's actually feeling into your body why does your body wrap it away so you're starting to change the response in your body so whether it be the dna so again i'm, I'm saying this from my words um, yes. not anything scientific or anything like that sure. and also it's changing your brain ways you know like they say you have a tape you have a groove mm. what you're doing is trying to change that groove yes you know, if you talk, you know, listen to a lot about the brain's plasticity, you're training to change all that. Yes. Um, we've done lots, we've done something that surprised you, which means we're on to number four. Oh my goodness, how do we get this so quickly? <laughs> do you have a moment you wish you could do over? Oh, again, that was a really big one because in the past I would have said yes, lots of moments. Sure. Now, no. 
because I made the decision whether it was out of my awareness or not to do what I did. I mean, and in the past, when I first came back to Australia from leading a very high life in Europe, it took me a long time. I really hit a depression. In fact, I didn't, I didn't understand coming back to Perth and how people were so much more laid back, informal, no languages, et cetera, et cetera. Then for a few years, I regretted leaving Europe and my partner at the time. Sure. Now I have a beautiful partner here in my life. Again, choices, healing, mm. looking back. So if I had a moment, oh, okay, let's go back. I would honour a lot more when I no longer got my periods because, again, we don't honour those different stages in our lives. Sure. You know, I did that years later. I would go back and honour the fact that I didn't have children at the time. Mm. I didn't know I could grieve, that I could grieve. So there's certain things, but I've done it since. Sure. Sure. So you've already had to do overs a little bit in a way because you've, yeah. you've, you've done the healing on it. It's interesting. I yeah. think because my answer was no, no regrets. I'm I'm here because of all the things that all the choices have brought yeah. me here, and that's very pleasant. But every time I I have this conversation now, I'm like, I wish I wasn't in such a rush when I was younger. Um, oh, perfect! It is. It, 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 I agree. Mm. But no, no, what my partner says because he's a bit older than me. He says we can't. And his mother used to say this: you can't put a wise head on young shoulders because you can't. True. It's very true. Because I often say to myself, if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have done that. Well, you know, that's not really useful, is it? Because <laughs> I did it at the time, so I didn't know. So like you said, we are in a rush. We're young, we're vibrant, we're excited. We want to achieve everything and do everything, you know. And then that changes. I never thought at 60 I'd go, oh, my God, how did I get to this point where no, 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 no. And loving nature, as I said, that loving nature. Who would have thought? <laughs> Because <laughs> 20-year-old you would not have anticipated 60-year-old you in any capacity, right? Exactly. I was just, as a city girl wearing my beautiful one, Mark's Mara, you know, silk suits, linen suits. Oh, my God, you know, not that I was, but it was just I loved doing that. My father yeah. was in the wool industry. I loved dressing like that. I loved wearing my beautiful overcoats and hats and being in that vibrant life. That sounds incredible, especially to, to someone like me who... <laughs> <laughs> who lives in regional Queensland where you don't need wool almost ever. <laughs> That's exactly right. Very rarely in, in, in WA, a bit more than you, but not as much. Yeah. It took me 30 years to let go of my beautiful overcoat, you know, it took me yes. 30 years to realise I actually don't need that. No, no, <laughs> but it was like do. I was holding on to some history. You, know, you have to let go of it, even though because the history is beautiful and the history is you, but also it's just, clutter in the end you know exactly. like my husband and I we we lived in Glasgow for uh, a, a good amount of time well he's Glaswegian so he lived there his whole life but together our lives were um were there for quite some time and we had all these beautiful clothes and these beautiful yes. shoes and these the and we held both of us held on to them for a really long time it's like oh we'll just wait for the perfect occasion there's never that occasion here and that's great too though because we're like it's a chill place it's super laid back and it's too damn hot for most of the stuff that we would have worn on a night out in the UK <laughs> exactly right and I think you're right I think there's that and I think also when we are younger things are more on the surface aren't they mm, true and that's just because of how it is and then over a period of time due to aging and your experiences and perhaps having to all that you suddenly go deeper and deeper and then you wake up and go oh my god really but that's part of I life totally yeah absolutely part of life so on that note perfect segue well done you Chantal <laughs> <laughs> do you have a parting lesson for our listeners 
Yes, I do. Never give up on yourself. Never give up hope. Just always know that you are beautifully you somewhere deep within you. There's this most beautiful, loving, kind, adventurous person who can also be, you know, bitchy, whatever, all that, all that sort of stuff. So let's look at the whole. But mm-hmm. deep down, you are a beautiful, beautiful person. And do take the time and make the choice to really get a sense of that and live then from that place. It's, it is exquisite when you can do so. Because as well, I love that because we do tend to fixate on what we're not or the negative qualities of what we are. And and you can't really fix an absence of something, but you can look at the best bits of yourself and enhance those, right? Just by paying exactly. attention to them. Exactly. And why don't we create the shift? Like yeah. we were, you and I were talking earlier, the right brain, left brain, why are we wired to think negatively? Yes, but why can't we just, I, I still can have negative, I have, I really come a lot more from a positive, optimistic place now to what I was. Beautiful. I've really changed that pendulum around and, boy, does that make it. My whole body's different. Yes. My whole psyche's different. My whole mind is different. And I can have those moments of, you should do this and someone did that, you know, because that's just human being, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, nobody's saying they're so evolved that they never have a negative thought in their head ever. I don't think think that's reasonable either. It's kind of fun to be judgy from time to time (laughs) it is it just depends who you share it with and how but I agree with you but I think there's also became this thing in the world that to be spiritual you had to be a certain way you had to be blah 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 no spiritual just means being you that's all it is that's when I finally had that realization recently it's simply being yourself Lizzie it's just being who you are beautiful that's it beating my drum for me there Chantal that's definitely (laughs) definitely what I'm all about is just Whatever you are, whoever you are, you are exactly who you're supposed to be and you will find your people, even if it's unexpected, you know, like it it might be different than what you envisioned or what you planned, but that's kind of great as well because quite often what we envision and plan for ourselves is a little small. So, But it also creates a sense of safety and Mm, comfort. True. Like you said, so it's how can you... See, I used to be the out there, like what you're talking about. Then I lost that. So I created this okay. safety. It's only been recently my going out again because I have the desire to, I am open again to Beautiful. adventure and differentness right. and the unknown. So I- don't underestimate that sometimes that can be a place for you to stay safe, but it's whether you choose then to support yourself to get out of that it's a safe landing place but it's not a forever place beautiful exactly because that's what I have exactly so you have it within you but I also have my sacred space at home nature so I have places where I can come to if I need to just go oh I just need to come back into it because then I can go out again and come home okay oh safe place within yourself to Come home, no matter what. I love it. Yes. Or, or, or externally though, as well. Like I, I definitely, because yes. I, I live maybe five hundred meters from the beach, so oh. that also is a helpful place to just re, yes. rejig. You know, especially when you haven't been for a while and you remember when you're down there. Oh yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly good. right. Yeah, exactly. And I think these are the things that. Again, like you said before, I mean, I used to live near the beach. Now I'm in the hills. You've yes. got to find what works for you. You know, if you want to go, yeah, exactly right. Mm-hmm. And why don't we make the time to go and do the things that we love? Because as you said, we keep putting it off. We keep putting ourselves out there for other people. Mm-hmm. No, 
coming back to love. I'm choosing today to do something for myself. So on that note, say to yourself, everyone, what are you going to do? What am I going to choose today for myself? Mm-hmm. One thing every and, day, even if it's little, one thing will do it. One thing will do, no matter how small, because that small can be big. Yeah. And one thing I remembered when I was teaching meditation to busy mums, one thing I, and I'll keep using this as an example, you get a cu- hot cup of tea or coffee, you never finish it. Yes. Whether it's a busy entrepreneur. So that might be that one thing where you say, I'm going to really enjoy why you choose the cup, putting the kettle on, mm. you know, choosing your favourite tea or coffee. So really get into that mode and sit down somewhere, whether it be indoors, outdoors, where it might be, and just say to yourself, I'm switching everything off for the next however long you want, five, ten minutes. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Every day. Then that will build because you go, oh, I did that. Wow, I had my food. And it might sound silly, but you think about it. How many cups of coffee or tea have gone cold? Oh, most of them. And it's just that claiming that space for yourself in a day. And as you say, if that's a habit that builds, that sounds pretty nice too. Because how good did it feel to have that five minutes apiece? Oh, maybe maybe I can have six minutes tomorrow. Exactly. I like that. And six minutes time because Mm. we don't. We often start too big i know i did i'll go all out i'll take the whole day feels too much so again tune into your body if i say a whole day how does that feel oh god half a day oh no an hour oh five minutes yes that is where you start beautiful so again you're tuning into your body you're feeling into your body i love it yeah. <laughs> and you're doing something that you do anyhow so you're not adding something extra so that's the other thing i was wanted to teach people with our big to-do list you already have a cup of coffee most or something even if it's a glass of water each day, so you're not bringing something new in. No, it's true. It's just being more conscious of it and and actually right. making a, um, a, almost a ceremony out of it instead. Exactly, of... exactly. The other one is, we, or we could go on and on, is having a shower. You have a shower every day or a bath, shower. Why not just say to people, there's a no-go zone. For five minutes, you just enjoy the warmth of the shower on your body, Enjoy the soaps that you use, the creams you put on yourself just for mm. those five minutes. Just do something. Again, like you said, you've got to adapt it to your own situation and how you are and how you're feeling, you know, because um, it's easy to go, oh, no, I can't do that. Couldn't possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't possibly do that. But, again, actually you can. Again, coming back to you have a choice. Mm. Yeah. I think we're very good. Oh, I couldn't possibly. I think that is a very common thread of thought of oh no you know that like everyone needs me all the time I couldn't possibly have an extra 30 seconds to yesterday exactly yeah I get that exactly and that becomes a badge of honor that becomes a sense of yourself I mean I've Mm. been there done that even though I wasn't a mother I was the responsible daughter so you know I became oh I have to do that I need to do that I listen to myself now and go really Mm. Mm. sorry it's a very powerful story to tell yourself though isn't it you know oh yeah I'm I'm needed I'm necessary I'm vital to the operation of whatever this situation is so I couldn't possibly take myself out of it five minutes to get a bit of peace exactly because who would I be yeah who am I then oh boy (laughs) that's a whole other podcast I think (laughs) it is we could go on and on couldn't we (laughs) we could I literally I could I could I could I could chat about this stuff all day it fascinates me this is exactly what I get into when I'm writing as well like I really think about where 
um, my clients' audiences are coming from, and I encourage people to do that for themselves as well. And this this is such a beautiful version of that. This is quite deep and philosophical version of that, very insightful. Um, and I've so enjoyed having our, our chat. I wish we could chat forever. <laughs> I have so much to learn, Chantal, and you have so much to teach, and it's been just so fabulous to get this time with you. Thank you. So thank you for coming and having a chat and sharing a tiny piece of yourself with us. Um, it's been very, very rewarding to to get this chat with you today. Well, thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be able to do that because the more each one of us shares in our own way, the more we know we're not alone, the more we know there's hope, the more we know we can lead the life that we want and choose even it's sometimes in the constraint, there's still choices in that. So thank you very much, Lisa. I appreciate that. Do you know what? I think we can live the life that we choose is the perfect place to finish today. Usually I have some kind of witty quip, but I think I'm going to leave it there because what better is there to say? All right, Chantal, thank you so much again. That's it, everyone. Have an amazing week. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye-bye. Bye, and thank you. That's it for another episode of Storytelling Magnificence. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then I'd love for you to tell your pals, leave a review, like, share, or subscribe. Whatever helps us get our stories into more ear holes. I'm about on all the socials at Write It Copywriting and my name, Lizzie McCauley. Until we do it all again next time, keep doing you. See ya!